The streak is alive for the Baltimore Ravens, their 21st straight preseason victory. They defeat the Tennessee Titans. We've got Giants and Patriots as well. Looking ahead to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, preseason week one football on today's Peacock and Williams. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making this your first listen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Preseason football is here and it was kind of fun seeing guys like <laughs> Willis out there on the field, uh, Bailey Zappi, the rookie quarterbacks, and uh, maybe something to take away from it. Let's start with Ravens and Titans. Uh, the scores don't matter, but it was 23-10 Ravens, and they continue to win preseason games. I don't know if that's a John Harbaugh thing or if it's just completely by accident, but um, Tyler Huntley looked pretty good out there as a as a, a solid number two for your a superstar quarterback in Lamar Jackson, maybe Tyler Huntley making a couple bucks for him as a free agent at some point in the future. But right now, um, you really feel good about him as a backup quarterback. He was 16 of 18. It just feels like he runs the offense efficiently. Yeah, yeah he, he has looked good pretty much every step of the way. I, I'm not giving him a hard time. I mean, because people I thought got a little ahead of themselves last year with him. If you go back and study the Ravens offense when he was in versus Lamar, it was a lot more horizontal passing, less, you know, driving the ball down the field. But last night, the ball only hit the hit the ground twice. I mean, again, it was only for 109 yards, but he's efficient. You know, he's a runner. I think he's like the ideal backup for Jackson. And why I say, you know, I thought people got ahead of themselves was I heard a lot of, boy, he's better than what eight to 10 teams have out there. He should be a starter somewhere. I'm like, I'm not sure about that. You know, I'm not, not getting that crazy, but I also thought their running back distribution was interesting. They had a lot of guys that had multiple carries with Dobbins out and Edwards out. The Dobbins news sounds pretty good. Um, and then, you know, they didn't play all their studs, but uh, Isaiah likely is, uh, you know, a mid round tight end, fourth round tight end. It's gotten a lot of buzz in camp. I thought he was one of the more impressive guys, too. So mixed feelings on this Ravens um, streak. You know, cool. I think, you know, installing winning is always a good thing. But they were the most injured team in the league last year by a wide margin. If they would have scaled it back a little in the preseason, would that have been the case? You know, I'm just playing yeah. devil's advocate, you know. No, it's a good question. And, man, this Ravens rookie class, Isaiah likely shows up. Yeah. As, well, he was a fourth-round pick, right? Yes, yes. Two and there were two of them, yeah. His tape was better than his workouts. His workouts were awful. And I think that's why he slid a little bit. And then you yep. realize, well, yeah, he's a pretty good football player. That's why his tape was good. And so they might have found a little something there. And Isaiah likely looked natural, just catches the ball and gets open. You know, uh, uh, you know, not physically imposing, not height, spate, height, speed, weight guy. But No, no. He's good. He's a good football player. Uh, another good football player, uh, and another looks like a steal from this rookie class was Travis Jones. Just seeing how big he is and moving around, and and for him to have fallen to the third round this year, I think that was a testament to the depth of this draft. Because I thought he was a high second round pick. Thought you know, I wouldn't be shocked if he got snagged at the end of the first round in the draft. The fact that he was there for the Ravens in round three had a nice little tackle for loss. Seeing him range out there at his size as well, I think they found something long term on the interior of their D line with Travis Jones. Glad you brought him up because 
it made no sense to me whatsoever why he would fall the way he did. And I understand that nose tackles aren't as desired, and there's a lot of teams that aren't after that style of defensive lineman anymore. But he's a pocket pusher. He's a mover. There was much debate about Jordan Davis. How high should he go? How many snaps will he ultimately play? But Jones is not that different from Jordan Davis, in my opinion, you know, and to get him that much later than Davis and, and the Ravens have always stressed having a lot of physicality and beef on their defensive line, more so than interior pass rushers. I mean, they had to be doing jumping jacks to land him. We got to move on here because we do want yeah, yeah. you know, to preview at least, you know, one player we're looking for something to, that we're excited to see with each team here in these preseason games on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Mike Davis, though, he just seems like the guy that won't go away. And I wouldn't fault you for, for adding him to any of your fantasy football teams, you know, because he's he's a professional running back. Yeah. And the injuries in front of him. Uh, Mike Davis could be one of those guys in the end of the year, like just he's way more valuable than anyone gives credit, which has been his entire career. Yeah. I mean, one year ago, he was a hot fantasy name that was going in like the fourth or fifth round. And he wasn't impressive with the Falcons, but nothing was really impressive with the Falcons, including their offensive line. If you give him a shot, I think he could be a quality dude. I mean, especially if Gus the bus doesn't takes a little while to get, get back at it. And, you know, real quick on the Tennessee side, I was happy to see Willis, no doubt about it. Um, did you notice how they used Burks? They used him very late in the game, but he didn't come in immediately. It felt like it was a conditioning test for him. You know, just, just keep running snaps, running routes, you know? I, I'm out on Burks as, a, yeah. as far as like a, a year one fantasy guy, even though the, the path is so clear for him and the talent was there and I liked him as a prospect. It's just the way they're treating him, the, the early camp hiccups – it's a little worrisome. Yeah, he he's he's sort of an afterthought there. It seems like in that offense, um, Malik Willis was like he he was. It was amazing seeing him embody his scouting report, like the good and the bad. Yeah, right, he, right. He was six of 11, 107 yards. He had a nice downfield throw. You could see the athleticism. You could see the arm. He had the rushing touchdown, five carries for 38 yards. So you see some of the physical ability. Um, then you see just like bad throws rolling out. And like you can't hit his fullback that's 10 feet in front of him, you know, kind of throws it behind him. Um, he almost throws a pick on just a bad read. And so that's sort of, you know, and then that was the thing coming out for him. Is like, look, simplistic offense at Liberty in college. And, you know, reading the safeties, reading the defenses, that's going to be the mm -hmm. big thing for him. And, and we saw that too. Yeah, I, I think he's one of the most interesting players in the entire league for preseason. And if he passes these three preseason tests, I could see a pseudo rookie Lamar package for him. You know, basically a, a running quarterback package for five plays a game for Tennessee. And part of that is because I think Tennessee's offense is really going to struggle and, and they're going to need to create offense with any cheat code they possibly could. But the more and more homework I've done on Willis post-draft, many think that if he's even in the starting conversation next year, that's a little ahead of the curve considering where he came from in college and what he was asked to do. Let's talk a little Giants uh, you know, Patriots here. The, the Giants had their ones out there for a pretty substantial, you know, go of things. Saquon mm -hmm. Barkley, I think, played like 15 snaps, give or take. And, you know, Jones was out there for two series, I think it was. And the Patriots rested all their top guys. But the Giants at least moved the football. I mean, it, that told me Dayball isn't just resting on his laurels. You guys are the starters. You'll be fine. We'll rest you. It's more like we need all the work we can get. 
Um, I, I also thought that the the rookie receiver, uh, what's Mondale? His yes. Uh, and, you know, he looked like he's going to be a, a major contributor from them right out of the, out of the gate. Tony was absent for this one. Shepard, of course, was banged up. So I do think that offense is kind of interesting. Both their premier tackles played a fair amount. And then for New England, I don't know what to really take of this. I mean, you got Bailey Zappi and Brian Hoyer out there, and um, they didn't play their top backs. I mean, J.J. Taylor kind of was the bell cow until the very end when Strong came in. So, you know, it, we'll see. You know, uh, you know they missed, missed Thornton on a long ball that could have been completed that I saw. But all in all, I mean, there wasn't a ton to take away from this one. Yeah, Thornton did have the back of the end zone touchdown where he kind of got mm-hmm. loose, a little scramble drill touchdown from uh, Brian Hoyer. Bailey Zappi played a ton, threw the ball 32 times, 32 19 times, completions. Yeah. Uh, you know, looks looks okay. He looks like the next yeah, Brian right. Hoyer, essentially. You know, um, maybe he's got a little bit more to him than, than Brian Hoyer because Brian Hoyer's never been super physically gifted. Do you just keep all three guys? Do you want to have a – the question there is do you want to have a rookie backing up a second-year quarterback? So you kind of got to keep all three quarterbacks at this point. If you exactly. Want. Yeah. And Brian Hoyer is one of the very few remaining quarterbacks that I watched high school tape of when I was at Pitt. So that means he's not long for this world. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Flacco, Hoyer, I can't remember too many others. Henny, you know, where I watched their high school tape. So that means you're uh, you're, you're an old man because I'm certainly an old man. Did you catch this, though? I read it after the fact this morning. I think Matt Patricia called all the plays for Hoyer and then – Judge called all the plays for Zappy. Like this is weird. I don't know what's going on. There. Right. Like that is neither one of them are offensive coordinators. So have fun right. with that. I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, well, the answer and, might and be neither. neither. Neither one of those quarterbacks are going to be playing. So you know what could even take away from who they're calling plays for? It's going to be Mac Jones out there. I don't know. They're both getting. I, it's weird. It's weird. It, it seems. It like is no weird. Problem. And Belichick gets a, a pass for everything, but eventually he's going to screw up, <laughs> and it might be now. Uh, I thought interesting, just you know, this sort of battle on the roster and the New York Giants for w- what the receiver group is going to be, what the what the depth yeah, chart is yeah. going to be, who's going to make the team. Richie James had a big camp; he had a touchdown in this one. Colin Johnson was targeted a bunch of times, but then had the the drop that turned into a pick. Um, Darius Slayton was a guy that everyone was ha- excited about a couple years ago and has kind of fallen all the way down the depth chart. I don't know if he's going to make the team at this point. So that, that's an interesting group to watch as well throughout the preseason. Yeah, and Galladay was out there and just missing on some plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I feel like Tony and Robinson might be the guys that lead this team in receptions. And, and then the rookie tight end was is clearly the starter too, Ferguson. Yeah, Tony's hurt, and yeah, Abel didn't really have any specifics on what that injury is. So, you know, Wandale and Tony, the ones you get excited about, but, you know, still don't know what the usage is and don't even know how good the offense is going to be with Daniel Jones either. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's move on to the, the rest of the weekend here. We've got Friday, Saturday, Sunday, preseason week one action. And guess what, Matt? You can bet on any of those games at Bet Online, the number one source for all of your odds lines and games this football season betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs how about this one the los angeles chargers are favored to be the last team to lose a game if everything went like the betters think they were going to so if the favorites oh, really? win the game at the los angeles Chargers will be the last team to lose a game and the atlanta falcons will be the last team to win their first game 
So uh, that's okay. not super surprising, I guess. And uh, the last undefeated team, five to one odds for it to be the Chargers, six to one odds for it to be the Buccaneers. Um, and you got to go down to 100 to one odds for some of these other teams, the Falcons, Panthers, Bears, Lions, Texans, Jaguars, Jets and Seahawks. Well, that's pretty cool. That's even offered. I've never heard of yeah. such a thing in terms of betting. Pretty good for the uh, survivor community out there. They should take right. note of this stuff. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's not just NFL football, too. I bet online. There's tons of other ways to bet and have fun. There's even Vegas casino games, poker and blackjack, if that's your thing. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, golf, live in-game betting. You can even get scores and information because it's not just about betting. You want to be uh, well-fed that information to make those bets at bet online so get over to the website today use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at bet online where the game starts here we go friday football action let's start with two of those teams that are long shots this year the falcons at the detroit lions what are you looking for in this game man <laughs> i'm really nerding out here you know but i'm excited i'm home i'm not in a hotel room uh, I am going to be in my lazy boy watching some stuff tonight, you know, just kind of seeing the fam. I think we're getting a pizza, you know, I mean, just being home and, and before tomorrow, I'm going to go to the Steeler game, blah, blah, blah. And th I think this game's awesome. <laughs> you know, that's it, the NFL network game. It's at six o'clock. It's before all the others. And part of it's because when I was in my hotel room the other night, I watched the first hard knocks of, of the lions. And man, I know that Campbell gets this reputation of knee-biting, tough guy, former, you know, big, strong, tight end, 6'5", 250. I'm falling in love with the guy through Hard Knocks. It's only one episode, but they went live two or three times. I mean, they had a full-on Lions versus Lions scrimmage, tackle to the ground, play your, your heart out. And then they had at least one other segment where they were live, you know, pads, full-blown tackling. So this team is balls to the walls, jump in the deep end. They have a lot of talent all of a sudden. Like, I think they're going to come out guns a-blazing. And then I look at Atlanta and think, this is going to be one of the more fun teams too because they stink and they need everyone to play as much as possible. I want to see Ritter, you know, just like we saw Willis last night, you know, Drake London, get, get all those young guys that they're counting on, a lot of snaps. And if you're – <laughs> you suffer an unfortunate injury from one of these teams. I don't think you're winning the Super Bowl either way, you know, so their season sort of really starts tonight. That's that's what I was going to say about this game, especially with the Falcons, because they're so yeah, right. to London. Hopefully they play a lot because that would be fun to see that start to build there. And you, you don't want to overdo it with some of these guys, but you, you want to see them out there. And we saw the, the rookie quarterbacks play a ton on Thursday night. So I hope that continues into Friday. And, and I think we are going to see. A lot of that um, with the with the Lions. Unfortunately, we're not going to get to see Jameson Williams until next sure. year's preseason potentially. But um, the it's and I, you mentioned the tackling to the ground. I don't know what it's been like at Steelers camp where you were. I was watching 49ers camp mm -hmm. and the, the 49ers haven't tackled anybody to the ground since the NFC championship game. They lost like this will be the first time on Friday night against the Green Bay Packers. And so to, to hear a team this day and age actually going through that intensely. Right. It, uh, it gets you excited on one side of things. But there's a reason why teams aren't doing that anymore. But they haven't had any big injuries. So that's a good thing. And, you know, maybe they'll be more prepared when the season starts than some other teams because we've seen some slow starts recently in the NFL. Yeah, and Campbell addressed the team after that first practice where they were tackling to the ground, and he was almost in tears. I mean, he was really cool about, 
hey, I know you guys, some of you guys gave me a side eye when I told you we're going live, live. And he said, we've just done a lot of homework on this with our sports science people. And we think that some live tackling needs to happen before the first game to truly be ready. Where a lot of the league, like the Rams, who won the Super Bowl, you know, Lions picked second in the draft last year, or second in the draft last year. The Rams would have been 32nd. They don't do anything. And they've been the healthiest team in the league since McVay's been there. So I find it interesting that all these different teams are going to view the preseason differently. And a lot of it depends where you're at as a team. And the other thing, too, that I think is really interesting is it, it's really, I don't say the second, but also the first year of truly only three preseason games, you know, because we have this gap after the third one until the first week. Like, will teams treat this like a live event or will they sit? I just think all the coaches, there's not a consensus around the league like there used to be my whole life when there was four. Everyone played their starters in week three. The The fourth game was a total throwaway unless you're just trying to make the team. So I find it interesting how all these teams, uh, you know, play their players. I think there's a lot of ambiguity there. The Lions favored by two and a half. Who you got, Matt? No, just kidding. We are not going through the Lions (laughs) in these games. Let's move on to the Browns and Jaguars. And uh, the big news in this one is Deshaun Watson is going to play. And they've got to get him ready to play at some point. And especially not knowing if he's going to be out for the season, they got to get him ready for potentially week seven, week nine. Uh, He said it's, he said they won't push the, the, they won't push it if, if it's an eight game suspension, which is them trying to say, please give us an eight game suspension, I think so. Uh, but we'll get to see it for the first time. Deshaun Watson, first time on the field in a while, first time in a Browns uniform. And I was listening to an interview with a, a Browns beat reporter, and this shouldn't shock anybody that just said Deshaun is just so much better. The offense is so much better when he's out there in practice. He looks as good as ever. So football wise, I've missed watching him. I think he's a tremendous athlete, a tremendous player. And the league is better when he's out there slinging it and making his teams better. So why wouldn't they play him? You know, I mean, he's going to he's gonna miss at least six. That sounds like at least eight, probably the whole year. But that's interesting to me, too, is, well, I get, I get Brissett ready, but I got to teach this team that it's Watson's team and he needs to throw some, too. I assume Lawrence will play. So my bet is these two we're talking about right now, these two games, Atlanta, Detroit, and Cleveland at Jacksonville, will be the most entertaining games of the whole week. When did ATN get injured last year? Because uh, is this the first time Ooh. we're going to see Lawrence and ATN on the field together? Because I'm ATN almost certain. To play as well. Yeah. I think you're correct about that. Yeah. Yeah, that happened in camp before the preseason games for mm-hmm. ATN. Right? Yeah. And remember, this is the Jags' second preseason game. That, I mean, the Raiders yes. already have one in the books. So, yeah, we'll see. But we'll yeah, see so, Walker, I'm sure, you know. Yeah, yeah, we already saw Walker in the first mm-hmm. game. I mean, he 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 showed that long arm and, you know, he showed some ability. So, I'm excited to see that and uh yeah, Lawrence and ATN. So, that's that's going to be really fun there. And there's a ton of, you know, Walker, we got another first rounder in Devin Lloyd, who I don't think played in the first one. Muma, the third round linebacker, so tons of players to watch on the Jacksonville side and with um with the Cleveland Browns, who's going to be the other receivers after Amari Cooper? So, David Bell, the third rounder. Uh that's going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. For me, I think he's banged up. I need to double check that, but the, I'm sure the people's Jones and Schwartz's of the world all need to get some reps too. I, I do you think you play Cooper at least with Watson? I, again, I, I'm just I, I think there's a lot to unpeel with how the coaches play their dudes, not, not necessarily how they play, but in terms of what they think of, you know, you're not gonna throw Watson out there behind the second offensive line 
you know, so you might as well give him Amari. You know, I, I just think that stuff's interesting. So looking up the Bell injury, it's uh, it's unclear. It's unknown, undecided whether or not he's going to play. So he could potentially play. Okay. If it's undecided, usually they first preseason game, they'll decide not to to have him play is, is probably my guess. That's a good – like Amari Cooper's the type of player you probably would never want to play in the preseason. You'd play him as little as possible. Mm-hmm. He's that sort of veteran status. But new team, new quarterback, you kind of got to get him in there. And you almost yeah, want to get him in there thing. with both quarterbacks too. This is a tough one how you play this for the Browns. Yeah, absolutely. Again, that's that's going to be my biggest takeaway in terms of when we get together Monday was how do these coaches depend decide on usage? And I think if you pull back the tea leaves, you can understand, you know, New York wants to play their guys, the, the Giants. Well, sure. You know, I mean, they, they should. I'm sure Atlanta and Detroit's going to play their guys. Cleveland's very unique this year. You know, we're about to talk about Arizona at Cincy. Without Burrow, I bet the Bengals play nobody. Like, that's going to be a snooze fest to no end. Yeah, let's get to that. Cardinals at Bengals. And uh, how do you play this one if you're the Bengals? And is there anybody exciting to watch there? Because this might be one of those that uh, I don't flip over too much. And apologies on Monday when we come back. We don't have much to add to this game because they're going to be, you know, if there's no Chase, no Higgins, or very little, right, and no Burrow. But maybe you have to – you have to see Brandon Allen with those guys in case Burroughs somehow not able to play this season and, and gets hurt. So you have to build something between Brandon Allen and uh, and the rest of the group if he's going to be the starter at some point. There's no way I'm playing Chase or Higgins. No way. Yeah. Especially Higgins coming back from an injury as well. You know, like I think you just get out of this game if you're Cincy. I'm not like, sure. You know, Kyler plays. I wouldn't play Connor. I wouldn't play Hot. I mean. I always joke about Arizona. They're old and little. Like, I don't want any of those guys in harm's way. I think this is going to be like the most boring game of the night. And, you know, for you, Atlanta, Detroit comes on at 6 Eastern tonight. Your your Niners play at 830 Eastern. Like, this one's going to be probably forgotten and down the pecking order, you know? I'm going to check in on Dax Hill and Cam Taylor Britt. We'll see where mm-hmm. they're up and see how they're doing. I like that. They might get a little bit of run. No, uh, no Jesse Bates either. So, yeah, might see a lot of Dax Hill in this one. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Arizona Cardinals. Um, I don't know. The linebackers from the last two drafts. <laughs> Neither one of the teams it could be very exciting in this one, right? Right. I mean, you even yeah. play in a Rondell Moore. Like, probably, a but not a ton. A Rondell show. That yeah. Put, put in your DFS lineups because he could get the ball in a, in a few different <laughs> Make a big run run after the catch. Uh, Jets at Eagles. New York Jets at Eagles. Jets is another one sort of like the uh, the Falcons where they've got to build some chemistry. They've got a lot of young talent. So there's going to be tons of players to watch in this game and the debut potentially of A.J. Brown with the Eagles. Yeah, and I haven't studied all these. I'm sure most of these uh, coaches did a press conference yesterday kind of addressing what their plan is. So forgive me if I haven't went and watched 32 press conferences to see who they're playing on August 12th. But if I'm the Jets, I'm definitely playing Wilson, playing him probably with Elijah and Garrett Wilson a fair amount. Dwayne Brown certainly won't play, though. You know, like, that's one of the problems. I mean, that's one of the issues is some of these teams like Cleveland or the Steelers or, you know, someone that has multiple quarterbacks that they want to get real reps for, it's hard to put out a second-string, third-string offensive line that doesn't get your quarterback killed and you can still get a, you know, a real read on what they are. Yeah, that's a big one. If the, yeah. if the quarterback is going to play, everyone else has to play because yeah, you have right. to support him and you have to protect him, first of all. And, and you can't evaluate quarterbacks if good lines aren't out there. We've seen that before where um, there's a quarterback competition and the starting offensive line plays the first half of the game because they need to have the starting line in front of both the quarterbacks that are competing. 
Right. Like, like with the Browns, I'm sure they're going to protect their massive investment in Watson with their number one O-line. But I don't want to throw Brissett out there in the third series, but with a bunch of you know backups, and he's going to start week one, and I don't want him losing his confidence, taking unnecessary hits. So it's a real balancing act. I'm just excited on uh, to see that Jets on offense. Zach Wilson, see yep, if Garrett yep. Wilson plays even later into the game. Elijah Moore, seen some highlights from a camp. Brees Hall, see how some of these guys look. Not even so much Hall, you know, get the running backs out of the game early. But uh, Garrett Wilson is the one uh, I'm really going to pay to watch. And he should be in a situation where he plays a lot in this game or at least plays, you know, a, a, an entire quarter, multiple series. You threw out Dax Hill for the last game. I mean, Sauce Gardner, to me, is going to be exciting, too. 6-3, you know. Does he lock down one of these receivers early in the game? We'll see. If I'm the Eagles, I don't think I'm playing many guys, though. Yeah. Uh, Carl Lawson definitely won't play, I'm sure. Jermaine Johnson, an important piece that goes, you know, because he was the last of the first-rounders for the Jets. But that's a really important piece. They need that edge rush for Robert Saul's defense. So Lawson needs to be healthy. Jermaine Johnson needs to be the real deal for that defense. Yeah, I mean, those guys need to start showing up, you know, Sauce, Johnson, those type of guys. So the Jets have a lot more to play for, in my opinion. If I'm the Eagles, I'm definitely not playing. I know Kelsey's banged up, but a lot of those type of guys, sit them, sit them. You know, like I, I, I have bigger things in mind if I'm the Eagles. You mentioned the 49ers Packers. Uh, I'm going to be locked in on this one because I have to Mm -hmm. and I'm paid to, but this is one of the better games of Friday night for sure, at least to start because it's going to be Jordan Love versus Trey Lance, and they're both starting. And so that's first round picks, at least. Right. Yeah. And that's the price of admission right there. Yeah. I mean, that's a fun way of looking at it is a guy like Jordan Love, Willis Ritter, you know, that that really probably won't get opportunities for a little while. Love's the best example in the whole league. You know, he's been in the league, what, three, four years, and we still have hardly seen the guy. Maybe right. he's good. You know, maybe yeah, the, and yeah. he, might just start, he might start showing that. And he might need to show it for other teams because he'll play mm-hmm. a lot in this preseason, and reports have been good that he's taken that third-year leap in camp. So we'll get to see it in the live-action game now. Yeah, and even just to regress one game back, I mean, if Minshew really lights it up, Maybe the Browns say, yeah, we'll go after him. Or if, you know, a quarterback gets hurt, you know, that go after make it make an offer for somebody like him, you know. And by the way, so we, we talked about Malik Willis and he's raw coming out of college and he needs reps, right? And he plays mm-hmm. a lot in preseason. Trey Lance still needs a lot of reps too. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a stat I threw out yesterday on Twitter and it's kind of a, a mind-blowing stat. Last year, the, the leader in pass attempts in the NFL was – um, was Tom Brady, 719 attempts. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a huge amount of attempts, the most in Brady's career too, you know, so it's like kind of an outlier. It's, it's, it's a big number. But yeah. when you compare... 17 games season, you know. It's just, and it's his 22nd year in the NFL, you know. He's got 21 <laughs> right. years of experience right. in the NFL before that too, right? But just last year alone, Tom Brady's attempts, he's attempted more passes last year, Tom Brady, than Trey Lance has in his life, including NFL college and high school. And high school, wow. I mean, how many, you might have... I don't know if you even know this off the top of your head, but how many passes has Lance thrown in the last two years? It's like in 70 last, or something, right? Yeah. In the last two years, 70 or no, uh, in the last two years, a little under 100 because he had the one college game, two pros. Yeah. Starts, and then in a couple other appearances. Right. In the NFL. 71 NFL attempts last year. In four <laughs> Jordan years. Jordan Love's no different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right. Exactly. You know. And in four years, it's uh, 300 and – or. 318 plus 71. So, yeah, just uh, wow. 389. He's had 389 attempts in four years, Trey Lance. Wow. I, and he, I don't have a lot of concerns about school, him. His high school team ran the ball 90% of the time, too. So, yeah. he, he didn't throw the ball a lot in high school, which is why he was so under-recruited. It's funny. We've mentioned a couple of these guys. Love, Lance, 
Watson, they haven't hardly played. It's crazy. They they need reps. And so how are you going to get reps without playing in some games? So you just got to go for it. Yeah, right. And I hope they stay healthy, surround them with the best guys you can. So, yeah, that'll be fun to watch those guys because they need work in real games. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson, by the way, your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Football. Fantasy expert Vinny Iyer brings 20 years of NFL experience and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for those fantasy drafts with Locked On Fantasy Football and, of course, Locked On Dynasty Football if you are a dino leaguer with Mr. Matt Williamson and a host of others right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, getting into Saturday, we've got Chiefs at Bears. This is an interesting one because the Bears have a reason to play a lot of guys. The Chiefs probably don't. I would assume so. You know, like, I'll be real curious. How much do you play Fields or do you save him to some degree? He's got a little more experience than Love and Lance and those guys, but not with the staff, you know. So, uh, you know, you would have to play that offensive line quite a bit if you're the Bears. Maybe it's a lot more Herbert than Montgomery. From Kansas City, I'm not anxious to put any of my you know top guys in harm's way at all. Definitely no top guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sky Moore, though. No, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Hopefully Sky Moore does get in there a little bit. Even if mm-hmm. even with it's even if it's with Henny, that's okay. Because oh yeah. I, I want to see if he's somebody that can really make an impact and, and break through with that other unit of Marquez Valtes, Scantling, Michael Hardman, and Juju Smith Schuster. Because any one of those guys could be big this year for the, the Chiefs. But uh, I kind of would like to see Sky Moore over any of them. <laughs> you Me know too. I mean? Yeah. I think he's the highest ceiling of all those guys. Trent McDuffie should play some snaps. The fourth rounder, Joshua Williams at cornerback. So there's some guys on defense as well. Brian Cook, mm-hmm. second round safety. So, yeah, seeing, it's all about the rookies, really. Getting those guys, seeing guys for the first time in their new uniforms. That's what it's all about. Which brings us to this next game. Carolina at Washington. I would play Wentz. I would play Baker. I'd mm-hmm. play Icky. I would play Dotson. I don't think I'd play like McLaurin or DJ Moore. You know, a couple of those guys. But with with all the turmoil and changes, especially new quarterbacks, uh, this could be a fun game to watch too. You might have two NFL quarterbacks dueling it out at least for a quarter or so, and then you might get Corral versus Howell to finish it up. That's not bad. I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, this might be a second half worth worth watching there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about Wentz just because of the injury history, right? But that aside, yeah, with the new team and Baker came late too. You know. To, to the Panthers, so uh, Baker's got to get in there and play a little bit. He definitely. Needs I would to assume so. Yep. Yeah. Colts at Bills. Josh Allen. Uh, the Bills are a team that you probably don't need a lot from. Matt Ryan is such a, a, I mean, a veteran player. I know he's a new quarterback for the Colts, but would be probably not smart to be putting him out there a whole bunch. So, no. yeah, I can see this this game being a snoozer with a lot of guys resting most of this one. Right. I mean, maybe Rousseau's fun to watch or Quiddy Pay or somebody like that, but you're not playing Von Miller. You're not playing Quentin Nelson. You know, I'm not putting Tredavis White out there, you know, Gilmore. You know, so I think this is a snooze fest here. If you're not putting Nelson out there, you're not putting your quarterback, Matt Ryan, out right. there either, right? So, yeah, just go straight to the second unit. Um, maybe Cook? Yeah, he. I would think he plays some. Yeah. But I'm not putting Diggs out there. Like, Cook might be their best offensive player in this game. Yeah. See see what his usage looks like. See if he can hang mm-hmm. his down type of back. Is he, make, is he making plays between the tackles? Yeah, that's a good call. Seahawks at your Steelers, Matt. This is all about. Look, there's not going to be much fun to watch on the Steelers or on the uh, Seahawks side of thing. But when you got a first, if they played everyone, it would be that fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guess 
there, there's because uh, Geno Smith's going to play. So, you know, you're, you're putting the quote unquote starter out there. Is, mm-hmm. is there a, training, a legit training camp, a, a legit training camp competition here? Or is it just Geno Smith that's won that job? Maybe see if, if there's something there that could be fun to watch. But really, on the other side, you know, it's all about Kenny Pickens. Let's go see some Kenny Pickens. George Pickens, too, by the way, who, uh, and in fact, both receivers uh, have been really good in, in Steelers camp, right? Both rookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like Geno's going to be the starter probably opening day Seattle I would assume doesn't play Lockett or Metcalf and they don't have a ton that I'm excited to watch I, I feel people wanting what to expect from the Steelers I'm sure I'm certain they're going to rest all their defensive stars I mean Minka, Watt, Cam and either even a Miles Jack or an Ogan Joby like those guys aren't playing um, a couple dudes have had some injuries uh, or Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, Fryermuth, Claypool. I'm not sure those guys will play, but Trubisky's going to start. Um, Rudolph and Pickett will play plenty. So I imagine the number one O line, which is a worrisome spot, we talked about that yesterday, will be out there quite a bit. Um, here's the sleeper of all sleepers. There's an undrafted free agent running back named Warren. It's kind of built like uh, Maurice Jones drew. He may be the DFS pickup of all time. If you're sick enough to play preseason DFS, <laughs> go go look into Warren for the Steelers. He's very impressive. There we go. All there right. There you go. The the MGD of preseason football. MJD exactly. won some games for me back in the day, uh, some some titles for me back in the day in fantasy football. So I'm big fan <laughs> of MGD. Um, the Dolphins are not going to start Tua. Tom Brady is like on a family vacation in the middle of training camp, which is super weird. We didn't mention that. That's very strange. You know, right. <laughs> like I got a wedding. I'm going to take off for a while. Or what, what do you do? You know, this is just like a weird Florida vacation with the Dolphins and Buccaneers. I don't know what to expect here, but I probably won't be tuning in. No, hot, nasty. You know, I'm sure those uh, bottom of the roster guys will be out there giving it their all while, you know, Mike Evans is sipping water on the sidelines talking about the golf who played in Armstead and, you know. Uh, maybe you see Bridgewater. I don't know. I mean, trash yeah, so might even, be sort of fun to watch. Not even a bunch of like high profile rookies that I'm excited to see in this game. No, right. Neither really one had a first round pick. Right. It wasn't how the, the offseason went for either one of these teams. No, I mean, I, this is below on the list of viewing pleasure. Saints at Texans. Here we go. This could be. It could be okay. Yeah. Right. Um, two teams that uh, have a little bit of a new look going on here. Um, I'm sure we'll see. Some Davis Mills, they've got to build yeah. whatever kind of uh, you know rapport they can with the Texans to get going in and, and being competitive this year. And then they do have a new head coach, even though the head coach was around. But uh, I'm probably going to be looking at the rookies again in this game, uh, particularly the the rookie fourth round running back for the Texans because he's, that, he's a fantasy darling. That's what I was going to say. Him and Nico Collins, uh, some young guys. I have a little bit of ha- fantasy hope for Brevin Jordan. I, I doubt Brandon Cooks plays, you know, um, uh, you would think the Saints rest most guys, but maybe Alave gets out there. And if the if Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead are in there, like what's the usage? I'm definitely looking at that backfield because Damian Pierce is the one you want to win the job if you if you're playing fantasy football. So that's kind of the angle uh, I'm looking at watching this game. Of course, mm-hmm. there's uh, Jalen Petrie and Derek Stingley. I don't know how much those guys are going to play because they're projected to be, you know, uh, first team players right, right. right out of the gate uh but Jalen Petrie especially because he's moving positions in the NFL he's playing legit safety now instead of that star position so I want to see how that transition goes so <laughs> I, I both sides of the ball could be interesting good one, good one. yeah and Saints I'm thinking they have so many stars 
<clears throat> and not a ton of depth that I would be working on depth and that type of thing as opposed to worrying about the developing young players. Cowboys at Broncos and the Denver Broncos already have some injury concerns. So they are, and I think I saw where they were going to sit guys. I'm going to double check right now, but uh, I thought I saw that as well. And while you're checking, this is kind of like the Miami at Tampa game where this is great conditioning. If I'm Dallas, you know, go up in the, the light air, the thin air of Denver, and run these guys like crazy, and, you know, especially the offensive defensive linemen, you know, really get their um, – get them in football shape is how I would handle this game. But I can't imagine either one of these teams playing Judy, Sutton, Wilson, you know, Lamb, certainly not Zach Martin or Tyron Smith or Micah Parsons. I mean, like, we might be straining to find quality players here to see in this one too. Rams at Chargers. We already talked about how the Rams don't play much in the preseason, and the Chargers might also just say, you know what, we're at home. Let's just take a week off here for the first teamers in uh, Inglewood, California. Yeah, they're both at home, you know. And remember, Staley comes from the Rams. So I think these are the maybe the two teams in the league that'll play their top guys the least in the preseason, let alone for this one. So this is backup galore. I'd say Miller, maybe, you know, I mean, I'm reaching here. Yeah, it it might be a little bit of a reach there, but who Mm -hmm. knows? Someone could come to the forefront. This is the the late game Friday night. So maybe the end of that game, there's some something worth watching for you sickos that are still watching uh, at, uh, you know, whatever midnight Mm -hmm. Eastern time at the the fourth quarter of the final Saturday night preseason game. And then the last game on the slate for this weekend is Vikings Raiders, second preseason game for the Las Vegas Raiders. And we might actually start seeing some more Raiders out there. Do we see the first unit? Do we see Carr and Devontae Adams for the first time? I, I don't know. That'll be interesting. I'm curious. Uh, I would think Minnesota is going to shut down Jefferson and Thielen and Cook and, you know, Cousins and those guys. But it is the second one for Vegas. They played Josh Jacobs in the first one. Maybe you get Carr out there, a series with Adams, you know, kind of like Wilson. There's you know, some newness there. Go, you know, go play a series. If it's three and out, maybe you throw it back out for another one. Um, overall, though, I don't think you see Chandler Jones or Crosby or Daniel Hunter or any of those guys either. But maybe because it's a standalone game, it'll be a little more fun to watch and every all eyes will be on it and we'll have something to talk about. But, you know, again, I, I'm just excited that there's games on. Uh, to, to look at any of these games and really target, you know, one guy to study is, is going to be difficult. I thought the most interesting thing I heard this week if we're talking about the Raiders was Devontae Adams saying that he was learning things from Hunter Renfro hmm. as a wide receiver. And I thought that was fascinating. First of all, yeah. you can just say that um, there was a clip of them getting in an Uber and instead of getting the Uber XL for big football players, they had a normal size Uber and, and, uh, and Hunter Renfro is the littlest guy. He had to sit in the front seat and he's all like bunched up in the front seat. It was really <laughs> funny. And it was Carr, and it was Devonte Adams and it was Hunter Renfro. And it just seemed like they were having a good time. Like it seemed like they were in a really good place in the locker room at least. So uh, I just want to throw that out there more so than interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested in watching in this football game. And Vegas went through so much during the season last year with the Gruden stuff and, you know, the rug stuff. It does feel like they're getting along and in a happier place. Isaiah Spiller for the Chargers. That was the other one I wanted to throw. Yeah, not a bad call. He'll he'll play at least. Mm -hmm, Right. And he's not bad. All right. Good stuff. And whatever does jump out to us this weekend during those games, maybe it's the players we 
thought we were going to be looking for. Maybe it's somebody else that pops. We'll have it covered for you on Monday and everything else going on in the National Football League. Back with you then after preseason week one. Right here, Peacock and Williamson.